time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 24. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Um, I don't think we've used Google+, in, at all in like the last two months, but... I don't think we've used the podcast in four months. <laughs> we haven't used the podcast in four months. So, yeah. Um, Sorry, everybody. I don't even know what happened. It was just a breakdown of timing and communication yeah. and everybody's schedules just got all jacked up and nothing really much you could do luckily uh we didn't really miss a bunch not really no uh <laughs> quickly aaron thumbs up or thumbs down on the dark knight rises <laughs> so so late to talk about this it got positive reviews on the website i'm sure that does not surprise you but well i i didn't review it so <laughs> right <laughs> that, that might have might have balanced that a little more. Uh, you know, it just—I thought it was way up its own ass to be. I don't know. I, I, I'm just—I'm glad it's over and done with. And now that you know, it's, they it's can hard for you. To, I was going to say it must be hard for you to rage on it because it's been out for so it's long. It's been now. so yeah, so long. I mean, you know, yeah, it's just—it's it, hard to build up. The, like, if I were to sit down and watch it now that while part of we your were life doing this, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe I could tap into the a bit of rage. But, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it was just, it was way overblown. I mean, all the the Nolan super fans were like, oh, it's going to make so much more money than the Avengers, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, not really. Like, Nolan, you know, he makes his movies for himself. He doesn't really give a shit, like, you know, what the fans think. And, you know, that's clear from the, the Batman uh, canon he ignored widely. Yeah, I think, um, and we discussed this, too, on the on the last podcast. So transport yourself back four months and listen to episode <laughs> 23. But... I think we were talking about how the the Avengers is playing to a much wider audience than the Dark Knight Rises would have been. And Dark Knight Rises made a bunch of money. I don't remember how much it made. It made a bunch, but it did not make Avengers money. No way. Um, I, I did try to encapsulate to a friend what I thought Nolan was doing with Batman because they they thought, and widely so, if you if you're a fan of the the comic books or pretty much any other iteration there has been of Batman. That in this movie, more than any other, he widely moved away from the the character that people know. I, not so far that it was completely unrecognizable or anything, but really dumped a lot of like core things that he, Batman did stuff in this movie that Batman would never do in any other circumstances. Um, right. I'm, I, I should say, as an apologist for Chris Nolan, I thought this was far less of a super serious Batman movie than any of the other ones were by like leaps. Yeah, and it bounds, was, it was, was pretty silly. It was, there was lots of comic bookiness to this, um, like Bruce Wayne disappearing to some other country in a, in a pit. And then he just shows up in Gotham with no explanation. He's back. Right. Uh, stuff like, stuff like that. Um, but I tried to, but it, it, it was comic booky to a point to where it was still, it, it was still not comic booky. Like it, it was gimmicky. Right. Like, you know, that, that's probably a better way of putting it. Like, you know, it's just not, I don't know, but I mean, everything I'm hearing about the justice league movie they're working on now, or at least the script they're trying to adapt and all that is, you know, they're going to, they're going to reboot Batman in it. And, you know, so right, hopefully what... we'll, uh, um, and, and that, when I heard that, that's what led me to form my opinion about what they were doing with Batman. And in, in a way it's sort of. It's not going to make fans happy, but it makes to me it it makes sense of the trilogy as to why it, it works the way it works. To me, it seemed very much like they wanted to do Batman as a three act play. Like this is a Chris Nolan bubble universe, 
and you saw the <laughs> beginning of Batman, the middle of Batman, and the end of Batman. Like in that okay. universe, Batman is, you know, Bruce Wayne as Batman is done at the after the third movie. So he didn't want to expand it out for years and years and years and years and years like in the comic book. He wanted to do, uh, you know, first act, second act, third act, and that's the end of the, you know, that parallel Batman universe. Right. Um, which, you know, in if you look at it from in that prism, I guess, then it, it sort of explains things. It makes things a little more palatable. But to a hardcore <laughs> Batman fan, there's, this, you know, there's no consoling on this, and your and your hopes rest in the hands of whomever ends up helming the Justice League movie that they they end up uh, doing it right. Although I know there's a lot of people out there who are not banking on the Justice League movie being good at this point in time. Um, but there are a lot of people not banking on Marvel movies being good either for a while. And yeah, I mean, had... and actually, uh, f- from what I've been uh, been keeping up on is that uh, DC isn't even looking to go with the Justice League movie next after Superman mm-hmm. uh, or after the Man of Steel. They're talking about uh, apparently uh, Guillermo del Toro's in talks to do like a uh, a Justice League Dark. Yes, yeah, I uh, just movie read that on uh, where he focused focused more on the the mystical side of things. Now. So they're really like. I think they're trying to get as far away from Christopher Nolan's universe as they possibly can, like in right. one foul swoop. I mean, I, I don't think they're trying to get away from it like, oh, my God, this is bad for us because um, it drew a, a lot of money for them. But I think they got to get away from it because they're going in a direction that is the complete <clears throat> polar opposite of the, yeah. the Chris Nolan movies. And the the closer they try to stay to that, the more people are going to say the more people are going to want to try to judge it by the Chris Nolan movies, which they really shouldn't do. But right. I think yeah, it's going to uh, happen either way, but um, I think it's going to happen no matter what they do. But they're they're going to try really hard to get people's mind off of it. Yeah, eventually. I mean, yeah, and they uh, like for those of you who don't know, uh, like the the characters they're talking about having Game of Thrones doing a team up film is uh, Constantine, John Constantine, the Hellblazer, Swamp Thing, uh, Zatanna. Uh, she's like a, a mystical magician chick, uh, Dead Man, uh, and Spectre. I mean, that, so I mean, this definitely. Uh, those play to del, del Toro's strengths, them all being sort of uh, paranormal characters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it it could be very good. And from what I've heard about the Justice League movie is that they're uh, they're in preliminary talks with uh, Army Hammer yeah. to play Batman. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. That's the the big rumor that the the, the uh, Winklevoss twin, yeah, from the Social Network, and God, the, I, he was in something else as well. But the Lone Ranger, yeah, yes, yeah, with uh, yeah. did you see the trailer for that? <laughs> I did. Okay, then you think the same thing. That did not look particularly good to me. <laughs> no, it did not look that good. It, it, it kind of felt like I was watching like a different trailer for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> but you I know, will say this: like it, it, in it, in in itself, just for being a movie where you honestly just don't have to think for like an hour and a half. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was a great movie. So I mean, maybe if the Lone Raider doesn't take itself too seriously, it, it might be like a good popcorn flick. You never know. You know what's What's hurt? What's killing me so bad? I like Johnny Depp, but I think <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean has killed this man forever. He yeah, did, he did such a good job playing Jack Sparrow that whenever I see him in anything else now, I'm like, oh, that's Jack Sparrow pretending to be Barbara Collins in Dark Shadows. Oh, that's that's a uh, that's a right. uh, Jack Sparrow pretending to be Tonto. Uh, God, how much did Dark Shadows suck? <laughs> unfortunately, oh. I didn't see it. 
My it mom's a my mom. So my mom's a diehard for the original TV show and loved the movie, but the original TV show was also not particularly good. So yeah, the original TV show was not uncommon to see a boom mic just start coming down into the scene like every. No, episode. no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, I guess we should probably touch on the the big news. I guess if you want to call it that, is uh, Lucasfilm buying out, uh, being bought out. I should say by by Disney, whom I believe. Uh, their new slogan is buying your childhood one piece at a time. I, I, I hope to God that, that, that they buy X-Men and they give Sony whatever they want to get Spider-Man. Let's get all Marvel characters underneath one roof. I mean, now that they have Star Wars too, I mean, they've already confirmed that uh, the, the guy who wrote uh, Little Miss Sunshine and uh, Toy Story 3 mm-hmm. is, uh, is working on the script as we speak for Episode 7. Right. Um, so what were your thoughts when you when you saw this? Were you loved it? You okay? So you were one of those people who were tempered by the fact that we've already gone through the Marvel buyout thing. Yes, man, I am. <laughs> as as much as the internet brings me joy, sometimes I tell you, I don't know. It must have been within literally split seconds of the news breaking. But I mean, uh, we we got the the Twitter jokes like crazy about oh I can't wait to see Mickey Mouse and Jar Jar Binks in episode seven you know that sort of right um, the people just assume that same thing you know I can't wait to see Goofy as Iron Man you know and I'm like let's just wait and see what they do and they made Marvel its own branch Disney owns it but it, Marvel's just under the umbrella and they right. let them they let them do their thing because Disney is not stupid they want to be richer than they already are for some reason. Yep. And they just said, look, you guys know what you're doing. Your moves have already made a bunch of cash. Just keep doing what you're doing, except this time some of that money comes our way. Yeah. Um, that's all they're doing. They're not stupid. They know they're going to make a boatload on toys. They're going to make a boatload on the movies. And the same thing with Star Wars. Why ruin it with stuff that people don't want? No, they're not going to. I mean, I, I, I am. I have got total faith in, you know, that they're finally going to make, you know, the last three, uh, you know, of the saga. I mean, you know. <clears throat> maybe like some TV shows as well or whatever. And oh my God. It, and it works out too because, you know, uh, Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher, Carrie uh, Fisher, Harrison Ford. I mean, you know, where the story picks up essentially, like if anyone's read the books or anything, it, it essentially starts with, you know, original, you know, big three in their 50s, like leading, like, you know, the, the new world. Like, you know, Luke is, you know, the old man training new Jedi. He's new Obi Wan. I mean, you know, so it's. Right. You know, it's perfect, like the way this is lining up now. So, um, and I and I've got to say, people really aren't grasping this here. George George Lucas has been dropped down from I'm writing it all, I'm directing it all, I'm doing it all to what is he now? Executive consultant. Yes, which is like which that. is essentially, you know, hey George, this is what we're doing. All right, okay, see you later. Yeah. George, we know you've hated these movies for the last 15 years, so just uh, keep your name on them. We'll cut you a check, and we're good to go. I mean, he's going to have very little influence on these. These are going to be which non- is good. I mean, yeah. look at the look at the you know the 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 first you know episodes one, two, and three that he did. I mean, holy shit! Right. I mean, you know, of course, you know, I love him, still watch him, but there are so many bad things about those three movies just as a whole. Like you can tell, Luke you not know, giving a shit long ago. I mean, look what he did. Uh, when he remastered and edited stuff for the the Blu-ray release, right? You know what I mean? Uh, of the the of four, episodes four, five, and six, just. I mean, and, and look, and you're right. There, the the first three movies. Well, I shouldn't say the first three. The new first three movies have 
definitely have moments in them. I would argue that episode one maybe only has one moment in it <laughs> with the lightsaber duel. Right. Um, and, okay, and I would say for episode three, pretty much the last two thirds of that entire movie are awesome. Great. My, you take out the no, it's probably a perfect ending to a movie. Yes. Um, but I mean, there were lots of it that's just you know terrible. And I think people are really looking forward to being able to watch a Star Wars movie credits to credits without going like, Ew, really? Absolutely. Oh, they're having that person talk again? Right. <laughs> Please don't talk about love. You know, that's basically, yeah. uh, people are dying for this. And obviously, of course, this is huge news. So literally, I think every director in the world has been been tagged as being uh, approached to do this movie. <laughs> I, I literally, I think they've mentioned just about everybody is being in talks for it or something. And the, the two names, the two names that stand out to me that could do a, a, an amazing job at this so far are uh, Favreau and Abrams. Yeah, either one, either one of those two guys for Episode Seven would be amazing. How crazy would it be to have J.J. Abrams doing Star Trek and Star Wars? That's ridiculous. You know he did such a good job with the Star Trek movie, and the mm-hmm. the second one looks like it's just going to be just as good. I mean, why not give the guy the key, you know give him the keys to the Falcon Man, let him run? That'll be so crazy that it he's responsible for like the re, the the rebirth of both of those franchises. John Favreau would also like, be cool with that. The hate that would be coming off like the the diehard Trekkies against oh my the Star god. Wars fans at that oh, point. I mean it's already there. Um, there's already right, yeah. a huge core of Star Trek fans that are like, look, you guys, J.J. Abrams made a great Star Wars movie, and they just put the name Star Trek on it. I mean, right. there's already that group of people out there, and I'm just right. like, oh, shut the fuck up already. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's already out there, but I would be totally cool with both of them. I, Zack Snyder actually shot down doing it because he's I'm like, glad. I'm too, he, basically, he's like, I'm too big of a fan. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, he would. He he would make it a 90 minute music video, just like fucking Sucker Punch. And <laughs> oh, um, did you get to see Dread at all? No, damn it. I didn't. I do. We have Ooh. a I I saw it, put a review for it. I mean, this is kind of old news, but I really loved it. Carl Urban nailed it. It was great. Uh, I'm just happy, like I read, he managed. He, you know, he kept his helmet on the entire movie. Oh yeah, no, no removal of the helmet. Good. I don't even think we got a tease. And uh, <laughs> of course, there was no character development for Dread either. It was all done through his, um, his rookie, uh, Judge Anderson was the oh, the one who had all the character development. So Judge Dread pretty much remained a mystery throughout the entire movie. He just As kicked he ass, and yeah, I mean, it was it was perfect. And it was um, for people who are like kind of turned off a little bit by the Sly Stallone version, and we don't blame you for that. <laughs> um, this is an hour and a half. It's a brisk hour and a half, so it's not you don't have to push yourself to get to the end of it. It's an hour and a half, and it's pretty much blazing from start to finish. It was really good. Hmm. Um, okay, well, what else do we have? There's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, thoughts on the Iron Man 3 trailer that came out? A couple oh, of- my God. How great Blown away. Absolutely blown away. It, it's going to be... The greatest movie that that studio has produced, you know, so far. What do you think? Like, it looks like an actual, like, you know, like a dramatic kind of like, you know, set piece. I mean, Iron Man 2 was good in its own right, but it was a little bit of a commercial for the Avengers. Right. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, it, from what I've seen from the to the trailer, what I've read, I just, I'm chomping at the bit. I absolutely cannot wait for this. What did you think of Ben Kingsley's not-so-racist Mandarin? They, they opt, obviously opted to kind of go for like a not overtly Asian person. Right. 
Yeah, I think that would have been a, a little a little bit of a touchy subject. But I mean, his name is the Mandarin. I mean, you know what I mean. You, you, right. But uh, no, I thought it was great. Like you know, you don't actually get to see him delivering lines, but you hear hear him doing voiceover in some parts, and you see the action that's going on. And yeah, I mean, holy crap, that's gonna be super awesome. I thought it was a gutsy trailer too, because it was literally all all doom and gloom for Iron Man. That whole trailer. It's yeah. just him not being able to sleep, him being. Uh, haunted by the events from the Avengers, him being crushed and beaten, his home being blown up, him that uh, that view of Tony Stark at the end dragging his crumpled suit through the snow with a rope was was great. Yeah, uh, they have hinted at that a lot that he's going to be in a situation similar to when he was in the the cave. Yeah, at the beginning of the first Iron Man movie that he's going to have to rely on his resources, and I, I guess the overarching theme is going to play off of. Um, the stuff that came out of the Avengers, like, is it the man that makes the suit or is it the suit that makes the man? So, right. Yeah. They're, they're really supposed to play into that a bunch, apparently. I'm, I, I gotta say, man. This uh, is, and, and also for that movie too. I mean, like, uh, like from, from the trailer, like what I've seen, like, you know, it's obvious, like at one point you see Tony going in for surgery. So, I mean, there, like, you know, that with the rumors we've heard about the extremist storyline, I mean, that confirms it. Like they are, they are going to be taking a bit of the extremist story. Right. For his new armor and all that. Oh, what, what else do we have? Here? There's so much stuff. Um, obviously the, well, there is some bad news. Is there? <laughs> there is some. Um, we have Mark Wahlberg confirmed for Transformers Four. I think that's a, a vast improvement over the Leboeuf. I will no, no, no argument here. <laughs> um, but I'm just wary anytime Michael Bay touches a movie, even with a good actor. I mean, look what okay. M. Night Shyamalan did with Mark Wahlberg, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, he was running from the wind and, and trees and shit and plants. Yeah. That was a god-awful movie. And uh, Mark Wahlberg is good. He's very good. Um, he was awesome in Ted. But um, That movie you know, was hilarious. Yeah. I, I was surprised that I, that I liked that movie. It was really good. I think what sealed it for me was all of the Flash Gordon uh was it was it Flash Gordon references? It was Flash Gordon. Oh my God! Yeah, they had a. Um, I, I guess I, I really shouldn't beat around the bush. What really sealed it for me was the amount of, uh, the amount of times that they spent playing Queen's Flash. That's right. Really sealed it for me. Um, but yeah, man. I didn't even uh, know Sam Jones was still alive. So big heads up guys for showing us that. I think the real, uh, by the way, I'm getting off of a, on a tangent here on Ted, but Patrick Stewart deserves Narrator of the Year award for making me laugh so hard, but especially about the oh my God. kid losing weight and is now Tyler Lautner. Made me laugh right. so hard. Um, anyway, Michael Bay officially confirmed the Transformers 4 thing with Mark Wahlberg. He said, Mark is awesome. We had a blast working on Pain and Gain, which I believe is a movie he's The Rock is with in. The Rock, yeah. Um, about uh, like drug smuggling bodybuilders or something, isn't it? It is. They're like uh, burglars or something, maybe. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure how it works. And I'm so fired up to be back working with him. An actor of his caliber is the perfect guy to reinvigorate the franchise and carry on the Transformers legacy, said Bay. <laughs> the legacy of robots smashing into other robots. Hmm. It's quite a legacy. Too bad Joe <laughs> isn't here because I'd ask him if he's already bought his tickets for Jurassic Park 3D. Because he is a huge fan of the franchise. Um, and an, I'm guessing probably an apologist for episodes two and three of that franchise as well. <laughs> um, but they're popping that sucker back out in 3D. I'm sure it'll look great. 
I'm yeah. not particularly <clears throat> interested in seeing it in 3D, though. And it'll be an IMAX. So you've got that as well. Um, did you see the World War Z trailer? I did. And your feelings? Uh, kind of mixed, I guess. Uh, I would have liked to have seen like you know a, a couple like a better close up shot of like the you know the the zombies in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you, I, I do gotta say like the uh, like the zombie wall, like the 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 daisy chain of zombies trying to climb the giant wall, mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. And running zombies like from twenty eight weeks later just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> See, like it's the... bad enough like in The Walking Dead where there's like a you know a couple hundred just. You know, slow moving, just like you know, it's like the horde mentality. Like you're freaking out, trying to get away. But imagine that sitting at you, like holy shit, this is way worse. Um, speaking of, uh, how, how have you been feeling about The Walking Dead? Glued to it, I cannot blink at that show. Holy crap! This is for <clears throat> all the time season two slowed down. Uh, they've made up for it in like what four episodes? Yeah, season three has been a nonstop punch in the face. Um, it's been pretty amazing, I've got to say. Um, with the exception of uh, Michonne, I've not been, I've not been pleased with her character. No, uh, well, uh, if they if they stick to the comic book a little bit, like she's getting ready to go through a lot of shit, and then uh, I'm willing to guess towards the second half, like towards the end of the season, she'll really get to uh, unleash and you know show what uh, what she can bring like i don't want to spoil it you know for anybody who hasn't read the comic book but she really goes through hell like right. pretty soon like dealing with the governor and all that I, I i just found it weird that she's pretty much spot on almost maybe from the word go realize that the governor is the the worst dude yeah everyone's like always oh, such an awesome guy and she completely realizes him for what he is but every time she's like, I don't like it here, and um, the other girl's like, you know, what's the, what's the big deal? She kind of just doesn't, kind of just keeps it to herself. She, like, right. has no problem staying there, even though she knows it's, like, the worst dude ever. Um, I, I think she feels some sort of, like, a, not a maternal instinct, but just she feels like she has to protect uh, Andrea a little bit, Andrea. so maybe that's why she hasn't split yet. Um, but I, I think the... And obviously, they're kind of just starting the role on what's going on with the governor in that little town they've ended up in. But the real, the real meat of everything they've done so far has all been with the group at the prison. It's been crazy, and people have been dropping left and right. Oh my God! So many people have died. T Bone is gone. What are we gonna? Yeah. Do? What are we gonna do now? Who's gonna do his one line per episode? I didn't expect that too, because like on the guy's Twitter, he was saying how he had big things coming up for T Bone this season, so he totally <laughs> just smoked all of us on that one. Like throat ripping. He did, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they finally killed Lori off too. Like her, her death is different from what it was in the comics, but I'm glad she's gone. She so was how pissing. did they how did they kill her off in the comics? Because in the TV show, it was powerful. I mean, she uh, well, she may have started annoying people on the TV show, but wow, did they make the best out of that situation? It's kind of hard to explain without spoiling. Uh, oh, <laughs> I that, see. That could potentially happen, but let's just say uh, while she's holding, uh, you know, she has the baby. While she's holding the baby, she gets shot in the back, and then uh, when she falls and dies, she actually crushes the baby as well. Oh, so they go like about like five or six shades darker than the, the actual. Oh yeah, yeah, and and like you know, 
as the season progresses, like once, you know, whatever happens to Michonne happens, you know, I'll, we'll then go back and talk about like how it was different from the comic. Cause they're not going to get as dark with, with her in the TV shows, what happens to her in the comic book. There's absolutely no way. Um, but as I got to say, even though that's not as dark forcing, forcing Carl to help pull the, his, his sibling out of his mother while she's dying and then have to shoot her in the head. Um, pretty rough. That's pretty bad for like a kid to have to do that. So I, I'm just shocked yeah. they went that route and they did they did it all Hitchcockian where the camera went around the corner and then you heard the gunshot. You never saw it actually happen. And, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of reasons why they did that. It's effective, but I'm sure they probably would also have people ramming, you know, all sorts of complaints down their throats if they actually aired a child shooting his mom in the head with a gun on television. So, right. Um but yeah, man, it was uh, they've they've really I mean, in just four episodes, they've completely altered the the makeup of the show. Um, they've everything has gotten Absolutely. switched up real quick, and it it's been literally like you said, eyes glued to the TV. I mean, it's it's been ridiculous. Um, what what else have you been what else have you been keeping an eye on? But in our in our like three month long break, I started. <laughs> Um, I started watching and gotten completely hooked on Homeland after I watched that it swept like uh, every award. Apparently, um, I got completely hooked on that show. Have you have you heard anything or seen anything from that show? Uh, yeah, heard of it. I've never really haven't sat down to to check it out yet. It's another one of those shows that I didn't think would be my kind of show, but was was really amazing. Uh, I've always liked Claire Danes and pretty much everything. She's done, by and large, unless you want to discount Terminator 3, which some people might. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a pretty great show. Um, apparently, it's Barack Obama's favorite TV show as well, and I'm completely surprised that more Republican conspiracy theorists have not jumped all over this because it's largely about how a high-ranking <laughs> government official is a secret Muslim terrorist. Right. Um, and it, since it's his favorite show, I mean, let's put two and two together here. Right. Um, <laughs> but I saw you were talking a lot about Arrow. That's on CW? Oh, yeah. Such a great show. Like, Okay, fill, fill me in on this. Uh, I, I hate to use the word Smallville as a comparison. Okay. But, you know, same network. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's an origin story uh, of, you know, the Green Arrow and him going back to his – you know, it's just like, you know, it, it's the Smallville of – of the Green Arrow, but it's not without the, without the teenage angst emo Dawson's Creek twist added to it. It's okay. just straight, you know. Hey, you know, here's this guy. Some bad shit happened to him. Now he's a vigilante, and he just, man, he has no qualms about just killing people left and right. And so people understand um, that absolutely no relation to the Green Lantern. So no, in case people get confused with the Ryan Reynolds <clears throat> film. Watch the show because this has nothing to do with that. Yeah, d don't bother seeing the film. That that film sucks shit. Uh, but no, Arrow is awesome. Like you know, and you know they just call him the vigilante. Like he hasn't actually come come up uh, up to say on the Green Arrow. Like nothing really lame like that. Uh, but they are they are starting to expand the universe to where they're including other DC characters. I mean, you know, so they're dropping little hints here or there that maybe you know other heroes could appear. They're definitely bringing in villains who are a larger part. Uh, of the DC universe and all that. Yeah. It, it's, it's honestly just, you know, it's a really good show. It's like uh grim, but you know, oh, okay. instead of, uh, you know, it, 
it's like a dark, just actiony kind of show. Pretty good. Well, I'm gonna have to watch more of it. I, I saw the I saw the pilot on on Hulu, and I thought it was pretty sweet. And I did not get around to to digging in more, but it's a hell of yeah, a right recommendation. On, yeah, right on Hulu Plus. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I'm there. I'm there. I've also I've also been watching a comic book man after The Walking Dead. Ah, yeah, I watched the first season and I haven't haven't caught up with the second season. Has it improved since the first season? I thought the first season was fun. Yeah, yeah, it it's just as good in my opinion. Like, you know, they're uh they're still at the same location. It looks like they definitely uh, remodeled a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, it looks a little more uh well, I mean, it, it looks like fancier than any comic book shop I've ever been in, but I mean, you know, it's still a comic shop. Right. Uh but yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, uh the, the other day uh, my wife she like uh she likes that show Oddities. Mhm. You know, and I was watching Comic Book Men and she's like, "You know, this is your Oddities." And I kind of sat back for a second. I was like, "God, she's right." Cuz it's you know, comic book nerds talking about comic book stuff, they bring in toys. I mean, you know, Right, right. It, it's like, "Shit, this is Oddities," but it's just for like, you know, geeky men. Right. <laughs> I you know, and I love the I love the backstory. Have you ever heard the backstory about how the show ended up on the air? No. It's a great backstory. Um, it was somebody had called Kevin Smith and um, was talking to him. It was somebody he knew from AMC, and they wanted something to put on after The Walking Dead, and they were just chit-chatting about um, shows. They wanted to do something with comic books, and they were throwing ideas around, and Kevin's idea was why not do... Pawn Stars, but with comic books, just comic book centric stuff. Um, instead of doing all the the history related and whatever people bring into a pawn shop type situation, right? And they're like, "Oh, cool. Well, you know, maybe we should shoot a test pilot." And they wanted to get, um, you know, find some find some people to to throw in there. And he's like, "Well, I own a comic book store, and we already have people working there." <laughs> and they're already kind of characters already. We can shoot the test pilot with them, and if and if the network likes the the idea, you know, then we can go and cast people and blah 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 blah. And they went and shot the test pilot and a couple of episodes or whatever, and they showed it to the network, and the network was like, "Awesome, but these dudes are already great. We don't need to go find anybody else." <laughs> they're like, you know, uh, Walt Flanagan is is great, and um, Brian Johnson, my God, you yeah, know, he's he's a really <laughs> funny dude. So they were just like, "Look, we'll just keep it keep it as is. These guys are the show, so let's just let's just roll with it." And um, honestly, I did not expect that show to go past a season. And I guess I guess trailing The Walking Dead, the ratings were you know way more than good enough to to warrant a second season. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, it keeps going. AMC's like my my favorite network. I mean, it's been my favorite network for a while, but it's. Um, you know, it's and I should say network that I don't have to pay directly for, a la, <laughs> a la HBO or Showtime, which also right. has great programming on it. But you got to pay a little bit extra to get all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, man, there's there's so and we've got um, Breaking Bad, which was by the way, did you enjoy the the half season they they gave us of that show? Uh, yeah, I did. But man, holy crap, I cannot wait for them to start up again. Yeah, the. Uh, it's like a year away too, or something ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's like next, next, early next year, I think, is when it. I, I'm hoping it's later this year, but I really do think it's sometime <clears throat> early next year. 
And the um, same goes for uh, for Mad Men too, right? They don't start till February. I think Mad Men is gonna no Mad Men should kick up right after the Walking Dead season. Whenever the Walking Dead season is over, is when Mad Men will start up again. Awesome. So we have to we have to go back there, and that's by the way a whole um, a theme that seems to be going on. Those are like the best characters in TV right now are um, characters like Walter White <laughs> or. Uh, the um, Draper, Don Draper, the Draper, if you will. The Draper. Yeah. Um, that's the uh, the character that Claire Danes plays on Homeland is also very similar. It's like they're very flawed. Put them on any other TV show in any other situation, and they're like horrible, horrible <laughs> people, horrible characters. You'd get sick of them. Um, but. In their in their shows in their world or whatever, they're always right, always right, and it's hard to hate somebody who's always right about things. So you right. kind of like swallow all of their flaws, and eventually over time you sort of get, um, you sort of get used to them. Claire Danes plays uh, somebody in the in the CIA, who, in the in the first season of the show anyway, very much suspects this guy of being. Um, you know, secretly uh, sympathizing with terrorists or whatever, but she also has a really, really bad case of um, bipolar disorder. It's like a really extreme version, and when she's not on her medication, oh, she wow. she goes nuts. So, of course, um, uh, eventually, people consider her nuts instead of being brilliant. Of course, she's brilliant, and she is right, of course, but at the same time, she's also doing crazy things and acting really crazy and doing very unlikable things. Um, and you end up swallowing it, though, because she's right. Obviously, the Walter White, we've seen that a million times over with his character. He's done a bajillion things that should make him the worst person ever. Oh, my God, totally. <laughs> but he always ends up on top. I mean, um, Don Draper is not necessarily a bad human being, but he's got this flaw of never being satisfied ever by anything right. and normally you would hate him for being such a jerk for all of the for all of the lives he's messed up by being that way um but he's great at what he does so <laughs> in the same vein you know you can't help but like that guy yeah so it's ridiculous it's a weird it's a golden age of television to be sure but <clears throat> what weird leading characters like you would yeah People would people from the old timey days would have no idea why these people are very but these would be the villains in their in their television right. shows. Well, same with like the the Sopranos and now Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. I think I don't know if there's a character on that show that's decent. <clears throat> no, maybe Jimmy there's Smith's not, character. That, they're right? all yeah, but even still, like you know, he's he's a gigolo. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he's the nice one too. He's the nice guy of the group, and he's a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy he's literally the, the 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 nicest guy i think on the whole show everybody else is is kind of nefarious at best and a yeah. douchebag at worst so They're i mean murderers yes, yes drug dealers and every single runners. every single person on that show has killed someone yeah you know you're right i think <laughs> it's ridiculous it's crazy um and eventually i think it's gonna have to end too i mean you can't keep going on that way Forever, I think there has to be a a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not sure what the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I'm not sure where they're headed exactly. At the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the series, I always thought the idea was that um, 
the idea was that Jax was eventually going to break free of the the motorcycle club and live right. a happily ever after life. And the more the show goes on, the less and less it seems like that's what's going to end up happening. Right. Um, so I'm really not sure. I, I'm 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 interested still. I'm totally glued to the TV, waiting to find out what's going to happen. But I don't know if they can keep pulling it, you know, forever and ever and ever without um, without providing a. Uh, some real answers at the end, but right, we well, shall see. My guess is once they find like a like a villain, I guess big enough to stand in for Ron Perlman, because uh, oh, know, he owns. There are they're already in talks about doing Hellboy three. So as soon as that gets, you know, all they're waiting on is the budget. Once they get that, I mean, that guy's gone right. to go do Hellboy three, and I think you know at that point they better have somebody in line who can step into those shoes because yeah, he makes the entire show. And Kurt Sutter, uh, Kurt Sutter said in an interview, he says, "I tell Perlman all the time." on set that the only reason people keep tuning in is because there's that glimmer of hope that clay is going to get killed this episode. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a moment people are like really have been waiting to see. Although I got to say at this point in time, I'm not, I'm not so sure I'm all that interested in seeing it. Um, I, I was waiting for the moment when Jax was going to find out that clay was the guy who killed his dad. And, um, you know that this is when revenge was going to be exacted, and and he didn't do it because of the the cartel deal they had going on with uh, right. the IRA and stuff. Um, but I think in doing that, it's kind of waned my interest to see it happen. I'm like, how can he still be like filled with rage? Because he's going to have to go for like months and months without you know he has to suppress the the the, uh, the anger and shit. Right. So yeah, by the time it happens, this guy every day, like you know, just like God, I want to kill him, but I can't. It's like, well, you know, shit. By the time he actually gets around to it, it, it might not be as dramatic or as climactic as people <laughs> want it to be. In fact, there's part of me that even wants to see him like get back at the head of the table. That'd be interesting. Just to see him running shit again, because right. you know, uh, since he's not dead now, he's kind of somehow in a weird way started to grow on you again. Right. Like, I really like this guy. He's awesome. And it might just be that Ron Perlman's been amazing. <clears throat> it's like Stone Cold with all his heel turns. Like, deep down, you still root for him a little bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, don't even don't even get me started on that. I, I, did, have you even paid any attention to, to TNA wrestling? No, hell no. Oh, God. They're, Not they've... since, uh, you know, Hulkster's private wrestling vid hit. That's That's been about it. Oh, well, they've completely... Um, They've completely ripped off Sons of Anarchy for a television angle. So, really? Oh my God! Yes, yes. It's uh, there's did, did somebody a... murder somebody else's dad. Oh, it's been close to this. <laughs> it's been it's been close to this level of bad. Um, but there's no there's this heel faction called Aces and Eights, and they all oh. wear biker stuff like, um, um, you know, like Sons of Anarchy. They mm. all have patches like Sergeant at Arms and. Oh. Um, VP and prospect, and they have to, they have to, they have to get patched in and stuff like that. So it's clear that somebody is a huge fan of the show. My guess is Eric Bischoff, and um, they're huge fans of this show, and they're doing a really, really, really bad pro wrestling angle with it. Oh. Really bad, really bad. It's Good terrible. Um, <laughs> which is always a shame. We were just um, some friends of mine were just joking about it today that if this fails, they may have to start doing something with zombies. Because, <laughs> uh, of course, The Walking Dead also quite popular right now. Right. I can't wait till Matt comes back on and see what kind of angle to do with that. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> there, I guess, and there is stuff to look forward to for people who are 
this might not be your bag. Game of Thrones is uh, just about wrapping up their third season. Yes. So that's going to show up soon. I can't wait for that. Um, of course, we already mentioned we already mentioned Mad Men. That's going to be coming back in Breaking Bad as well. Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's at least I want to say a few things that are going to be coming up. Some this year, a lot next year, that are going to be really um, awesome to watch movie wise, television wise. I, I'm I'm not really sure what's what's happening, and you never really know. I guess movie move the that's the great thing about movies. I guess that it's the only thing where you really know in advance what's right. coming Did way you, down. Uh... Since Halloween just passed, did did you watch that Monsters uh, one-off that they're hoping to turn into a show? Oh, what was that? It was um, <clears throat> Mockingbird Lane. Mockingbird Lane. Um, I know they wanted to do it as a TV show, but what I gathered from this was they completely scrapped it, but they didn't want to just throw the <clears throat> pilot away, and they aired it as a one-off on Halloween. Yeah. Like, they have no intention of making it a show. Well, they're they're supposed to make their determination before the end of the year. Like apparently, the ratings were good enough for the one-off that now they're considering giving it like a couple of episodes. Really? Okay. I wouldn't be maybe yeah. if they, maybe they do like a half <clears throat> like a half season order or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and I I liked the special. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Pretty totally good. it was totally cool with that. Jerry um, O'Connell managed not to suck. <laughs> yes, sliders. Oh, my. say what you want. Sliders was awesome. It's no, just, I, I, I did. It, it's sliders. a pity that that guy's career from then until you know now has just you know sliders. I should nothing say, but murdering TV shows. I should say Sliders was great until near the end of that show when basically nobody from the original cast was left. Yeah, I didn't really dig it after like, that. Like, didn't his older brother step in for a while? Yes, he did. Charlie, that's is it Charlie O'Connell. Or Charlie, I can't, I can't yeah. remember his name. Yeah, that's when it turned. Yeah, it was not particularly good. The lesser brother of the O'Connells. Yeah, it's like swapping out friggin' Randy Quaid for Dennis Quaid. It's just, <laughs> it's just not the hey, same. You're talking about Independence Day's Dennis Quaid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, you alien assholes. Um, oh. <laughs> so, um, Brian, uh, Brian Singer is completely attached to uh, directing the next X Men movie, Days of Days of Future Past. Yep. How do you feel about that subtitle? Uh, it's a little weird. I guess. Uh, but, but from what I hear, like you know, they're wanting to involve, like you know, they'll they're already hinting that the giant sentinels from the comic book and the cartoon will be involved. Uh, and also, since Days of Future Past, there'll be some sort of a time travel angle where we'll see members of you know the first X Men uh, group of movies in you know meeting younger counterparts, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's uh, Brian Singer just tweeted something about the movie getting underway pretty soon. I guess they're going to be in Montreal, Montreal, the most exciting city in Canada. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the um, and uh, apparently in other X Men related news, the the Wolverine movie, which has changed directors also about eight hundred times. <laughs> um, I also, from what I hear, has changed. Um, I guess there really wasn't that much known about it originally when they were talking about Darren Aronofsky doing it, but I I swear when it was way back then they were talking about it being like way taking place way before the X Men movies, and now we are hearing that it will be actually taking place sometime after X Three. <clears throat> I don't right. how screwed up is the the, chrono, the chronological calendar for the x-men movies because oh you mean now like, especially since they had wolverine like you know in x-men first class for like a, a hot second there right 
And uh, and they're saying this takes place after <laughs> X three, which Brian Singer says does not exist in his universe. Right. right. Um, so essentially, uh, so so the first two X Men movie, X one and X two, have happened. Yes. X three has has not taken place. So does that mean Jean Grey is still like all Phoenixy and dead, or like, you know, what the hell are they? Doing? And that's the other thing. There was that rumor that. Famke Jackson might be cameoing in the Wolverine movie. Right. So if that's the case, then X-Men 3 does count to this movie. So does then this Wolverine movie count to the Brian Singer movies? Does X-Men Origins Wolverine count towards the Brian Singer movies? I'm hoping in, in X-Men, you know, Days of Future Past or, you know, whatever. They find uh, some way to wrap it all up. Yeah, they explain it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they just tell you. It's like, well, since we did this, like, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings over here. So then, you know, yeah, yeah, just give me something. But, I mean, the, the way I think it'll be is, like, you know, from set pictures I've seen and all that is, like, they'll definitely – they're going to, uh, you know, get into Logan's past a little bit more, like, you know, like POW camp type of stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, like, if these people do cameo in the in the Wolverine movie, it'll just be sort of a, like a flashback kind of deal. Right. Well, maybe if we can, maybe we can be that lucky, right? And uh, and and Mark Millar has uh, has said that the Wolverine is pretty much going to be Fox's starting like jumping off point mm-hmm. uh, to the X Men franchise, like what Iron Man was to Marvel. Essentially, is like you know the Wolverine will be the start of their big, you know, push. Right. Well, hopefully, um, we'll see. I, I suppose, and there's already. There's lots of talk about the um, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Apparently, Jamie Fox may be starring in that movie as Electro. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 my only beef about that is, is that you know, race aside, you know, who gives a shit? I mean, you know, it, he, he, who cares? I mean, you know, just get a good actor for it. And Jamie Fox is not a good actor. Not a fan. No, not at all. I haven't really seen him in, in enough stuff, but he's. But that's probably because he does not particularly appeal to me, I guess. Maybe right. that's why. I will say this. However, he would have been perfect to play Rhodey uh, in Iron Man, in the Iron Man franchise. But, I, I, mean, I can see just, that, yeah. Just a, as, as a villain, I just, I, just I'm, I, I can't see that guy just getting sinister. You know what I mean? I just can't see him. Right, he was get, Ray Charles, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't come off that way. Um, I mean, you know, but, but you know, they're saying that Electro will be the villain, but they're also saying now that Mysterio will be involved also because uh, the, the long-standing thought was that after the mid-credits uh, spoiler scene uh, from the first Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. is that you know the lightning struck and then the dude was just in the cell with uh, Doctor Connors and then you know lightning again and he's out. Everybody right. had thought he was going to be Electro, but now what they're saying is that you know one person who would have the means to get in and out of there could be either. Uh, Norman Osborn, which, you know, doesn't really fit because they want, like, they're going to want a bigger actor to play him. Or, you know, Mysterio, like, the guy's like a Master of Illusion kind of deal, you know, can slip in and out of places, things like that. So I'm thinking that, you know, it'll be Electro and Mysterio Okay, uh, will be the villains for the next Spider-Man. Well, let's jump into the part of the podcast everybody loves the most, and that's where we talk about Blu-ray releases in the box office. Um, that's one thing I decided to do is move that to the end because I'm sure there's people that were like, hey, I don't give a shit about the box office. Um, but there's some people out there who might, so they can listen Feel all free the to way turn it off now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? You can totally end right now if you want it to. Right. Um, the, from the box office last week, um, Wreck-It Ralph was number one, which I want to see. I've not seen it, but I, I want to check I it out. I did too. 
$49 million it made on its opening weekend. That was last weekend, of course. There's movies opening this weekend. Um, Flight, which I have not heard of, but probably should have paid more attention to. It's a Robert Zemeckis film. Uh, Denzel Washington movie. I'm, I'm not really, really too up on the uh, on the plot. It's like a, a mystery th- a thriller that takes place. Uh, like apparently, uh, Denzel's like an airline pilot who has like a, a Sully Sullenberger type of moment where he lands a plane after a midair, yeah, you know, disaster or something. But then after that, like you know, it turns out like he could be a, some sort of a villain, and you know, he might have caused the disaster or something. Um, number three was Ben Affleck's Argo, which pulled in 10.2 million. Um, by the way, all of those movies getting really good reviews, with Argo getting rave reviews. Um, the Man with the Iron Fists, 7.9 million. That's um, uh, what's his name? Is in it Russell Crowe plays a man with iron fists? Apparently, no. It's uh, Batista is the man with the iron fists. Oh, is he? Dave Bautista's in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, you are not kidding. He plays a person named Brass Body. Yeah, um, uh, apparently, like, you know, uh, my cousin saw it, and uh, I was talking to him about it. I was like, so, I mean, Batista, like, he's in it, right? And he's like, yeah, he's a man with the iron fist. It's like, so, I mean, is he just, like, the silent kind of enforcer in the background? He's like, no, he talks. I said, wow. How, wow. <laughs> I said, how good is his acting? He's like, how good was this wrestling? So, <laughs> I mean, if that's any indication of Mr. Batista's uh, acting chops, then I would probably avoid this movie. Well, I don't know how you can go wrong with this writing crew, because when you have a main character in Russell Crowe whose name is Jack Knife, <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Uh, number five was uh, Taken 2, Liam Neeson's Taken 2, 5.9 million. That is actually... Far less liked than the man with the uh, the iron fist. That's actually fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow. Uh, the Wachowski brothers' crazy, crazy, crazy Cloud Atlas movie uh, fell to number six, five point four million dollars. Yeah, I, I don't want to go be confused for three hours. Yeah, it's getting and it's getting pretty mixed reviews. It's in the it's in the positive territory. It's above sixty percent, but. Um, it, it just looks insanely confusing. The, it's it, a it three-hour like movie. Right. It sounds like it. They have balls, man. There's just no. Well, yeah. No kidding. I think it sounds like I'd want to read the book first, if, right? If anything, and see if I enjoy the book experience. Because um, seeing it visually might be might be tough, but. <laughs> um, let's do Blu-ray releases real quick. For these are for November the 13th, so in a couple of days, two days in New York. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure finally hits the Blu-ray. I will be buying that swiftly. That's awesome. Uh, that it really is. A movie I've just seen, uh, Pixar's Brave. That'll be hitting Blu-ray. Spoiler alert, it's awesome. Pixar's. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, no shock there. The Dick Van Dyke Show, the complete series, is on Blu-ray. Wow. This is crazy. Um, I watch it on Netflix from time to time. Because I am a Dick Van Dyke Show fan. I kind of grew up sort of watching it. So, Right. Uh, f- a show I did not grow up watching and will not be purchasing on Blu-ray. Friends, the complete series is on Blu-ray. Oh, my God. I am not a friend of that show. Um, yeah, I- I'm proud to say I have never seen an episode of that show. His- uh, same here. Uh, History in 3D will be available on Blu-ray 3D. That's from the History Channel. 
Um, speaking of history, at least historic films, Lawrence of Arabia will be coming out movie. in a single Blu-ray and also a 50th anniversary collector's edition box set, which features all sorts of stuff. Hmm. Um, Marvel Knights Astonishing X-Men Collection appears to be a cartoon of some sort. Yep. I'm guessing not the cartoon I grew up watching. No, uh, the Marvel Knights, they, they do uh, like a bunch of films. Like they did uh, Hulk vs. Wolverine, Hulk vs. Thor, like you know, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Iron Man, Doctor Strange. I mean, yeah, it's you know, if you're into you know superhero animation, they're, they're worth checking out. They do good stuff. Uh, Nitro Circus, the movie 3D. That movie sucked. Not a fan, huh? No, I mean, and you know, I, I like the, the jackassy Nitro Circus kind of stuff, but it was just, I don't know, man. Like they really, they tried getting a little artsy with the movie. Mm-hmm. And like really talked about how much you know these guys struggled and just you know adversity and all that. It's like you know get, come on you, you you crash motorcycles and staple your balls and stuff for millions of dollars. You have nothing to complain about, right? It's not like overcoming adversity is some great. I mean, look what you're doing for a living. Overcoming adversity is overcoming adversity is part of the job you would think, right? Considering what you do now, I mean, if you're Doing something where getting horrifically injured and having to make a glorious comeback is not part of what you normally do for a living. <laughs> maybe. You know, maybe right. then. But um, Pixar, the short films collection, volume two. The Postman Always Rings Twice. There are two versions of this, 1946 and 1981, which I'm guessing is a remake. <laughs> uh, Savages is coming out on Blu-ray. That would be the Oliver Stone flick, I believe. Did you ever see that? I did not. I did not get a chance to see it. I have not actually. I haven't. The last Oliver Stone movie I think I saw was W. Wow. So yeah, I did not see Wall Street Two, Money Never Sleeps, and um, <laughs> I don't know if he made anything after that. I think this is what he did make after that. Um. So I'm not sure if it's how good it is or not. Yeah, neither am I. We'll have to get a hold of Joe to see if he saw it. Um, Snowmageddon, which screams to me <laughs> sci-fi movie. Trilogy of Life, the Criterion Collection. You're still stuck on Snowmageddon. Can I have a plot synopsis of Snowmageddon? Do you do you have that? Um, yeah, I'll work on pulling that up real quick. I'll the rest of these names. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find out a synopsis for it. Um, there's the uh, Trilogy of Life, which is a Criterion Collection. Uh, Blu-ray, and um, we've got uh, let's see the universe in 3D. So that would be, of course, oh. History Channel's the universe, but in 3D. Um, you really don't need the 3D for it. It's still no. a great show. All all. It's still amazing just to watch. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Let's see here. Snowmageddon <laughs> is about a magical snow globe that, when shaken, unleashes a wintry apocalypse. When the actual apocalypse is a little more than a day away. So this is like right before the 2012 world ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> and apparently there's a magical snow globe. What one Does it by any chance uh, star a member of the Hogan family? And you mean, you mean Hulk Hogan family, correct? Or, or Brooke, yeah. You were... As soon as you said that, I almost pissed my pants because it's actually starring Michael Hogan oh. from Star Galactica, who played Colonel Saul Ty, who was, by the way, freaking amazing in that television show. Yeah, but, what uh, the hell is he doing in Snowmageddon? 
he's from Canada, and they do a lot of these shows up in Canada. Oh so my just... god! <laughs> um, Vamps is, I'm guessing, another sci-fi <laughs> movie. Uh, the Watch and uh, Weekend from 1967 Criterion Collection. The uh, Watch is that the uh, the Ben Stiller one, right? I think so. Yeah, I like that movie. I thought it was pretty good. Wow, a Ben Stiller movie you enjoyed? Well, actually, I should say that I enjoyed uh, Tropic Thunder greatly, and he wrote and directed that, didn't he? Yeah. I thought that movie was awesome. Uh, yeah. Maybe he should write and direct more movies instead of starring in them. Seriously. He stars in The Watch, too. too, yeah. I was going to say, he starred in that movie, too, so I don't know. I'm torn on Ben Stiller. I'm torn on you. Uh, yeah, he, he's hit or miss, but, I mean, The, the Watch was, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty good. Definitely worth the, uh, worth the, uh, the price of admission on that one. Okay, so uh, speak, before we jump to what's opening, really quick, I did want to mention, uh, since I bring up Battlestar Galactica real quick, reminded me that Battlestar Galactica's Blood and Chrome is now airing on, oh, yes. on, uh, on the YouTubes. Yep. And, uh, this was the, so this was the show that they canceled Caprica for, which was the follow-up to Ron Moore's Battlestar Galactica. They basically canceled Caprica because they're like, look, we need to go back to the outer space and boom, 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 and blowing up stuff. <laughs> Cylons. Um, so we're going to do this Blood and Chrome thing. We're going to go shoot the pilot. And then we're going to show it to the network, and then they're going to love it, and then they're going to make a TV show out of it. And in between them canceling Caprica and them doing this show, the pilot, Sci-Fi basically decided, nah, we don't really want anything to do with Battlestar Galactica for some reason. It's not like any of their other shows are pulling in big numbers at the moment. <laughs> but, um, Just know. wait till the air Snowmageddon. It'll make up for <laughs> right, it. Right, and Mansquito 2. <laughs> oh, my God. Titanic 3, you know. Um, hey, anyway, what it, was that? Sand Sharks. Yes. <laughs> Damn you, Sharktopus! Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> anyway, they um, it went back and forth, basically. It's going to, well, we might make it an internet show. And then people went, yeah. And then they're like, well, I don't know, maybe we'll make it a TV show. And then basically nobody talked about Blood and Chrome for literally, I believe, as long as this podcast was off the air. <laughs> there was, I think there literally was about a four-month period where nobody heard anything. There was nothing. 16 weeks is a, is a good way to generate buzz from what I hear. So right. um, there, was, there was absolutely no word about this whatsoever. And um, then uh, one of the guys who did... Uh, the, the visual effects for it posted on his blog that, oh, we just wrapped up all the visual effects for Blood and Chrome. And then it was a couple of weeks later that somebody leaked a sizzle reel trailer that was not meant for public release. Um, it featured, you know, music that was not properly licensed. And it was basically, you know, I'm sending this to the execs at Sci-Fi for them to watch to get an idea of what we made. And it leaked online and people... Battlestar Galactica fans went nuts because it looked great. And then again, silence. And then silence and silence and silence. And then all of a sudden, Machinima was like, hey, we're going to be airing it um, in four parts on our, our YouTube channel. And then it's going to air in February on Sci-Fi. And then they're going to release an unrated Blu-ray in, in the same month. <laughs> um, so it's on Machinima right now. They've released the first two episodes. So far, it's been pretty great. And um, it's probably not going to get picked up. But you never know. Uh, Machinima did this for the Mortal Kombat yep. internet series. And people were like, an internet series? And then that show got like, you know, 10 million views per episode. <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Aaron bought the... So, and Aaron bought the Blu-ray. 
And then all of a sudden, a movie studio showed up to that dude and is like, here, here's 50 million bucks. Go make that movie for real. Yeah. So that guy started doing an internet. It started as wanting to make it a movie or a TV show and then got turned down by everybody, went and made it for the internet, and then got so many people watching it that they had no choice but to be like, well, this is going to make money. Go go make a movie and go make us some money. So there's only – there's. I'm not even hoping for such a thing with Battlestar Galactica. A while back, there was talks of Brian Singer maybe doing a, a big screen movie adaptation <laughs> of BSG, but that quickly disappeared um, after a while. And I, I would just be happy with people, enough people watching it where sci-fi is like, huh, well, why the hell not? Let's make it a show. Right. That would be more than good enough for me because I can't get enough of uh, that universe. So the, the more, the better. Right. Um, <laughs> big opening weekends, though. We've been we've been, I guess, fortunate to miss all of the really lame opening weekends after the Dark Knight Rises came out because there's been basically a lot of not a lot that opened. Right. Um, but now two huge movies are opening this weekend. The first of which is Steven Spielberg's Lincoln, which um, is in fact has nothing to do with vampire killing or hunting. That's a shame. And it is also not a biopic. A lot of people thought it was going to be like a Lincoln biopic. Um, and it is not. It is it's actually a political movie that deals more with um, the politics of Washington during the Civil War era, and it, it surrounds Lincoln trying desperately to pass the 13th Amendment before the Civil War ends because the Civil War is kind of his leverage to get Congress to pass the 13th Amendment, and um, if the war ends before then, you know, he may never get it passed, and it's about Abraham Lincoln trying to deal with the politics and what, so it's basically a, a viewpoint from which we've never seen anything on Abraham Lincoln ever done, despite it being primarily what he actually did in real life. Right. Almost every Lincoln movie we've ever seen is him, you know, talking with people and then civil war footage and then he gets killed. Right. Um, we never actually see a movie of Abraham Lincoln doing what he actually did. So, uh, what do you the, mean? we saw him kill vampires. Oh, we did see him do that, of course. <laughs> and that's the untold story, Aaron. Man, that was a great story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the reviews, shockingly, I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not, but apparently Daniel Day-Lewis is good at acting. And, uh, oh, yeah. The reviews, are, the reviews are quite good for this movie so far. It's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. James Bond is back. Skyfall, we talked about this way back when. Um, but now it's actually finally here. And... Holy crap! It's doing amazingly well. Apparently, it's, it has just opened here in the United States, but apparently, it killed overseas. Yep. Um, a lot of people are saying it's like in their top five Bond movies ever, and wow. it's one of the best in recent memory. It's 222 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now at 92 percent. Wow. They're saying it's great. They're saying it's not your. It's they're saying it's your typical Bond movie in so much as that you can totally sit there and just watch Bond to shoot people and beautiful women and supervillain and popcorn and popcorn and popcorn. But, and Daniel Craig and his Speedo. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> the selling point for every person. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, and then there's obviously the, uh, the change that they said they went with this time, which is it's a James Bond movie, but it's also a drama with uh, – actual character development and you leave feeling actually attached. Like there's really stuff at stake. And, um, they, they say it's a completely different James Bond experience than your, 
than you're used to because most of them are, you know, popcorn movies. They're really good popcorn movies, but that's at the end of the day pretty much all they are. And right. they're like, this one is that, but it also has lots of substance to it as well. So hmm. I'm excited. I will be checking that out. Yeah, that sounds great. I've never been a huge Bond fan. Um, Jennifer is a huge Bond fan, and she's pleading with me to get the super mega ultra James Bond box set. <laughs> the box set. <laughs> I mean, it's ginormous. It's like 22 movies, and it's I think it's something like 800 discs. I don't I don't know. It's a holy it, crap. It's not that many discs, but it's a lot of discs. <laughs> um, and I've only seen a couple of Bond movies, and all, surprisingly, the only Bond movies I saw were like Goldeneye and uh, oh right, <laughs> you know the Brosnan ones. And people are like, you need to see the Daniel Craig ones. They're so much better. And I just have not gotten around to, to, to watching them yet. But the way the, the way the praise is falling on this movie, it's kind of getting me, it's kind of getting me interested in seeing these and not just these, but all the other ones. Cause you know, who doesn't love Sean Connery? Right. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, I skipped, uh, the last bond for me was Roger Moore. And then I went right to Daniel Craig. So, so oh you missed I all went the from like goodness huh yeah I went from like the worst bond to perhaps you know one of the best bonds I mean it's yeah like holy crap Casino Royale was just holy shit yeah you, you need to check that out like this weekend if you can it you won't regret it it was awesome so you missed all of the the Remington Steel goodness then <laughs> I did I, I was familiar uh, with Rem, with Remington Steel that's why I didn't feel the need <laughs> to see him as Bond it's essentially the same guy pretty much. Uh... <laughs> And then Timothy Dalton's one-off or whatever the hell it was. Yes, that's see that's hard to explain. If if he'd stuck around for a couple of films, maybe. Right. Um, for everybody wondering, because I did make a Facebook post a while back, there will in fact be a review for for Looper. I just haven't gotten around to writing it yet. Um, <laughs> and Brave as well. And I, and I went on a Daniel Day Lewis kick today anyway and watched some Daniel Day Lewis movies, including a movie that I have not seen before called In the Name of the Father in which he plays a, a guy who was wrongly accused of being an IRA bomber in the, the 70s or whatever. Jesus. Uh, he was awesome in that movie, but... That guy never does feel-good movies, does no, he? No, he doesn't. You, I, don't know, I don't know if we're ever going to see Daniel Day-Lewis in, like, My Little Ponies film or... Uh, yeah, that, that he only does shit that makes you cry. Yeah, like, he man, makes you very upset. Like, why, why are you doing this to us, Mr. Right. Lewis? This is not fun at all. <laughs> why do you hate people (laughs) (laughs) um uh, you know i have a feeling lincoln will probably be a feel-good movie though even though lincoln's even though lincoln's kind of a sad character i mean that's really only because of what happened to him right um but outside of that you know i think it might be end up being a feel-good movie um looper uh i was not going to watch originally because i did not think it was going to be good um and then everyone was like maybe you should check it out (laughs) so I did, and it was pretty amazing. It was hmm. it was really good, and this is uh, a movie, mind you, that has Bruce Willis in it, who is good at yeah. blowing things up and shooting at people, but is not the Just best. Not much thing. else. Yeah, see Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> and by that, I, I I'm citing it. I'm not asking you to go watch it. I do not hate you that much. That's not a recommendation. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I, and I've also got um an indie film that I was going to, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but I saw the trailer for it a while back and posted it on the website. Cause it looked interesting to me. It's called safety, not guaranteed. And, uh, the trailer looked interesting and I wanted to check out the movie. It is, um, 
weird. It's also time travel related, I guess, in, in a way. It's about a, a ragtag group of newspaper. Um, uh, it's a reporter, and he wants three interns to do a story that he thinks would be hilarious because he found an ad in a newspaper. Um, this guy saying that he is looking for somebody that he can train. They need to go back into the future with him. He is from. Oh, the- that's with. Uh, is, that, is that Mark Duplass, the guy from the league? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he is from the future and he's going back to the future. He needs to train somebody in, in combat and all this other stuff. And uh, he's only done this once before it says in the ad so they think it would be awesome to get some interns and get one of them to respond to the ad and they're going to follow this guy around and see what kind you know see what kind of crazy person this is and do a story on him and stuff and um the trailer does not hint at much else other than other than the fact that he may be more than just a crazy person which i'm gonna have to check that out um so yeah it was very interesting and i wanted to to get a review up for that so that'll all be all be coming in the in the near future on the website as the movie season starts to uptick a little bit during the winter months and then Finally. it's down extremely until uh, till the summer till the summer. Um, I hate I hate that it goes in roller coaster like this, but um, you know that's what we're looking for, I guess at the at the end of the day. Um, and we'll probably end up doing a, a best of the year type yeah. thing as well. I'm not. There's a. It's crazy. This year's this year's been crazy. There's been a lot of good, um, dramatic films, but in the same vein, it's going to be really hard for me to vote against the Avengers for my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. Yeah. But we'll. Uh, I don't know. I'll try to be. I'll. I'll try to be as unbiased as humanly possible. I. I, I think I have a. I, I have a dark horse candidate for my top five of best of the year already. Like a mo- type of movie I. I don't really particularly see that I just happened to watch the other day. Was completely just swept up. Loved it. Hmm. Okay. You're gonna spoil yeah. it for me right now, or are you gonna make me wait until? Do you, do you want me to spoil it? Oh, you can spoil it right now. We'll see if it still stays in your top five by the end of the year. Uh, it, it's got a few more weeks to 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 get out, but I don't see it happening. Uh, is a seeking a friend for the end of the world? Okay, I've heard of that. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, the, the Steve Carell, Kara Knightley. I mean, I, I don't really, you know, I, I'm not like a like a feel good kind of, you know. Just the, like movies in that vein, like Little Miss Sunshine, all that. Like I don't really, I don't go out of my way to see, you know, if they're on. Typically, I'll you know change the channel, I'll watch something else. Uh, but I sat down and watched it, and wow, just top to bottom, like you know, y- y- the movie takes you through every possible emotion you could possibly conceive. Uh, you know, in like the hour and a half or two hours, whatever it is, like you feel every emotion you've ever felt in your entire life at one point during that movie. So Total Recall did not make your list, is what you're thinking? Uh, I, I did enjoy Total Recall, but I do believe that uh, the Steve I, Carell's uh, vehicle will take him out of the top five. I'm 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 gonna have to go check it out. I mean, I've heard a lot. It was really good, honestly, just a really good movie. Um, I should mention real quick, since um, it seems almost remiss of me to 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 try to not squeeze in something about Star Trek. Um, we, I, I know that JJ Abrams and company continue to troll the Star Trek fan base. Um, <laughs> did you, did you see the Conan O'Brien clip that they released? I did. Yeah. I thought, I that, did. I thought that was tremendous trolling. I thought it was really <laughs> hilarious that Paramount would only let them show one frame of the film. Right. It was great. Um, the, he did say there will be a trailer before the end of the year. Whether that means they release a trailer at 11:59 p. 
p.m. on December 31st or not. Right. I don't know, but he did say there's going to be a trailer before the end of the year. Star Trek fans, you know, it's weird. We went through Star Trek fans. We've gone through this already once with the first movie. People should know by now to this is what to expect from a J.J. Abrams production. People are yeah. so mad at all of the secrecy. Why won't he admit that Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Khan? Or why won't he? Um, it took until just last week for him to admit that he's playing a villain in the film. <laughs> so, um, but they're like, why? Why we can't even get a teasing a, a picture? Why can't we? Why can't we? He hates us, Star Trek fans, and I'm just. I mean, they allowed like those two set photos out. I mean, you know, I, I think you know it's. Right. Well, supposedly he was very upset about the release. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I've heard enough J.J. Abrams interviews to know he's just a dude who hates spoilers. He knows that they are forced to put out trailers, and he tries. He says they. He actively tries his hardest to make sure that the trailers put out don't go out of their way to give away parts of the movie. Like you're going to give away scenes no matter what in a trailer. But he tries to go out of his way to make sure that story points are not given out. Because, I, I, you know, how many times have you seen a trailer where you figured out most of the movie in the trailer? I mean, they go out of their way to say, this is the story. Right. Um, <laughs> and he's one of those guys, he's like, look, this is just how I believe. He's like, I grew up in a time where nobody really knew anything about a movie. You heard good things about a movie. You may have read snippets or something. But, you know, you didn't really know what you were getting into until you sat down and the movie started. And he's like, I'm a big fan of that. I don't like, you know, he's like, I think it, you know, for better or for worse, he thinks it ruins your enjoyment of the movie if you know what's going to happen ahead of time. And since it's his movie, he can decide whether or not information gets out. Absolutely. And that's just how he is about it. And I, for once, had no idea what was going to happen in a Star Trek movie until I read spoilers about it online <laughs> from people who watched it before I got a chance to. Okay. Uh, because I am, we live in a spoiled society like that. Maybe maybe that'll be a topic for discussion on a uh, future episode where we talk about um, the spoiling of movies. Because some people say it affects them. Some people say it doesn't affect them at all, reading spoilers right. ahead of time. So I don't know. Um, but hey, at least we made it back. That's right. a good thing. We are back on the air, and hopefully we'll be able to do this on a fairly weekly basis if we can at all help it um, maybe if there's nothing to talk about we, we may go back to doing mini episodes or something but largely I think if we can find things to talk about I, I'm hoping we can make it a, a fairly regular thing so yeah absolutely alright well thanks everybody for checking us out on the website cinemageekly.com you can find all the news and updates and stuff there but we're also on iTunes so feel free to rate comment the podcast subscribe it's easy enough especially with the ridiculous new podcast app that itunes has released it's easy enough to subscribe and get everything downloaded to your uh, device right away hopefully i don't i don't, I don't want to say we'll be back next week fingers crossed we'll be back <laughs> next week on the cinema geekly podcast my name's anthony lewis i'm aaron de Loza. we'll see you maybe next week possibly no promises. 